Hi there, I am Ivone Campos Rojas in Santa Cruz de la Sierra, Bolivia. You are listening to the English Sabbath School Podcast, Information and Transformation. Hi there, I'm Mo Sena for the English Sabbath School Podcast, Lesson 3 for Sunday, I said Sunday, October 15th. This week's title, Moving Beyond Our Comfort Zone. Yes. Oh, yes, my friends. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. On behalf of all the language teachers around the world and all teachers, thank you for your appreciation. Yes, my friends. October 15th is Teachers Appreciation Day in Brazil. So, thank you all for your uh, wishes, your best wishes, and it's really an honor to be a teacher, you know that, right? But today we continue with our learning process with lesson three, moving beyond our comfort zone. First, shall we pray? Heavenly Father, we are so grateful for the many blessings you've given us. We are grateful for the new week that has started, and thank you for loving us so much that you encourage us, you focus into getting out of our comfort zone and learning and growing. May we be blessed and be a blessing to others as we study your word. In Jesus' name, amen. In order to reach others, God intends for us to move beyond our comfort zone. The desire to remain only with our own ilk and ethnic or social kind can lead to selfishness, even evil. This danger is one of the lessons derived from the story of Babel. Yes, very good, very good. What did you say, Carmencita? You want to know the meaning of uh, ilk? Well, I'm not a dictionary or an encyclopedia, but I'll give you uh, a break this time. So according to the New, um, New Oxford American Dictionary, Ilk is um, is an archaic format. Um, uh, from it comes from Scottish, actually Scottish, the language, and it came into English. But it means a type of people or uh, things similar to those already referred. So, this, so the lesson gives this example: the desire to remain only with our own ilk. <laughs> but nobody uses it anymore. It's uh, archaic, according to the dictionary. But uh, the lesson uh, editor, he probably was born in 1788 or something like that. So <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just kidding. All right. But this danger is one of the lessons derived from the story of Babel, if we want to be together. Now, opening another parenthesis, I can't help it. I'm sorry. But um, this is a problem that I see in our college communities because when the church plants a college, a uh, university campus, many, many SDAs, they like to go and live nearby. So they, they, they live in their own uh, bubble there with their own ilk. And, um, and, and it's strange. I, I, I choose not to. If I have a choice... I choose not to live in this kind of community because it's strange. People all the same, the same kind of, everything looks like a mar margarine commercial, you know. The houses look the same, the people look the same, even the cars they drive look the same. Oh my goodness, my goodness, come on. <laughs> Let us meet other people. Let us break our paradigms, right? We don't know everything. Even many times, I, I think it's a little bit of arrogance. Forgive me if I say that. We have the light. 
Yes, we have light, but do we have all the light that is, has ever been found in the whole universe? I doubt it, dude. But anyway, let us focus on the Tower of Babel. Focus, Mo. Open our Bibles. What are you waiting for? Open our Bibles. No, 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 Carlinhos. It's not Revelation. We're going to Genesis, the opposite. Go to the first book, Genesis 11, 1 through 9. I'm going to be reading from the NIV, the International Version, but please feel free to use any translation that you prefer, okay? You can use any translation that you prefer. So the title is The Tower of Babel or the Tower of Babel. I've heard both ways. Babel, Babel. Let us call the whole thing off. I've heard people pronounce it Babel. Other people pronounce Babel. So use the pronunciation that you prefer. Verse 1. Now, the whole world had one language and a common speech. As people moved eastward, they found a plain in Shinar and settled there. They said to each other, Come, let us make bricks and bake them thoroughly. They used brick instead of stone and tar for mortar. Then they said, Come, let us build ourselves a city with a tower that reaches to the heavens, so that we may make a name for ourselves. Otherwise, we will be scattered over the face of the whole earth. But the Lord came down to see the city and the tower the people were building. The Lord said, If as one people speaking the same language they have begun to do this, then nothing they plan to do will be impossible to them. Come, let us go down and confuse their language so they will not understand each other. So the Lord scattered them from there over all the earth, and they stopped building the city. That is why it was called Babel or Babel. Because the Lord, there the Lord confused the language of the whole world. From there, the Lord scattered them over the face of the whole earth. Wow. So the question is here, what were the intentions of the people? Not good. Not good, sir. And what were they wanting to do? Well, the intentions, right? They like to repeat the same question. Focus, Mo, focus. And why would God thwart it? Yeah, do you like this one? Why would God thwart it? What does it mean? Look it up. Who do I think I am? A dictionary? Look it up. Anyway, why would God do that? The lesson answers. This story of the people at the Tower of Babel reveals their great ambition. They were planning to make a monumental structure, a city and a tower such as existed Nowhere else in the world, a tower that reaches to the heavens, so that we may make a name for ourselves. Uh, opening a parenthesis here, of course, a city and a tower uh, such as existed nowhere else in the world. They had just survived the flood. What? Everything had been devastated. There were no cities and let alone towers. But anyway, focus, Mo, focus. How often today do people seek to do the same? Mm-hmm. Whether through politics, arts, business, even religion, it doesn't matter. There are those who want to make a great name for themselves. Oh, mercy, Father. A great name for what? <laughs> In the end, how futile and meaningless their endeavors are. Oh, yes. And we're invited to open our Bibles to Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes chapter 2, verses 1 through 11. Pleasures are meaningless. I said to myself, Come now. They like to say come, right? Come. Now is the time to worship. Come, right? Come now. I will test you with pleasure to find out what is good. But that also proved to be meaningless. Laughter, I said, 
is madness. And what does pleasure accomplish? I try cheering myself with wine and embracing folly, my mind still guiding me with wisdom. I wanted to see what was good for people to do under the heavens during the few days of their lives. I undertook great projects. I built houses for myself and planted vineyards. I made gardens and parks and planted all kinds of fruit trees in them. I made reservoirs to water groves of flourishing trees. I bought male and female slaves and had other slaves who were born in my house. I also owned more herds and flocks than anyone in Jerusalem before me. I amassed silver and gold for myself and the treasure of kings and provinces. I acquired male and female singers and a harem as well, the delights of a man's heart. I became greater by far than anyone in Jerusalem before me. In all this, my wisdom stayed with me. I denied myself nothing my eyes desired. I refused my heart no pleasure. My heart took delight in all my labor, and this was the reward for all my toil. Yet, when I surveyed all that my hands had done and what I had taught to achieve, everything was meaningless, a chasing after the wind. Nothing was gained under the sun. Mercy, Father, mercy. The Bible says in Genesis 11:4 that these people wanted to build the tower, to build the tower so that they would avoid being scattered over the face of the earth. They wanted to stick together for their own selfish reasons. But God had another plan. These people were also united for this work. But the Lord said, If as one people speaking the same language they have begun to do this, then nothing they plan to do will be impossible for them. Genesis 11:6. This ambitious plan of the people was, in fact, evil. So, though Scripture does not say it explicitly, Adding White says that they didn't trust God's promise that he would never destroy the earth with water again. They intended to build for their own perceived safety rather than to trust God's word. Whatever their ultimate motives, and we don't know, God knew that their intentions were not pure, but were filled with selfish ambition. Oh, human heart. Oh. And so, He prevented them from achieving their stated goals. Oh, faithless hearts. Are you part of a group or ethnic community that is more comfortable among themselves? Mm -hmm. In what ways may you possibly engage with others who are not part of your race, ethnicity, or nationality? Yes, it is important. My friends, this question is extremely important. Sublimely important. Why? Because some people, they only live with and live, work, have fellowship only with people that are, look like them, talk like them, believe like them. And it's good for our own mental health and spiritual development to meet people who have different beliefs, who have different values, um, who sometimes challenge us, you know. And I've already said that and I'll say it again. There are some people who claim that they are atheists. They say that God does not exist, but they are more decent than some, than some Christians I know who claim to know Jesus, but their actions and their words show that Jesus they know is not the same that is in the Bible. <laughs> so, my friends, think about it. Yeah, Try to take up this challenge here. Get to know somebody outside your 
intimate circle or your inner circle inside your bubble. And uh, here in our local town, we have the city provides a school of arts where we can uh, enroll in different kind of activities along the year. And we meet people from all walks of life. We meet black and white uh, immigrants and locals that have been for generations here in the same place. Also, we can meet people who have different faiths or no faith at all. We can meet people who have different sexual orientation. And I, I see that the lesson tries to avoid it because it's a hot, uh, hot, difficult button in the church nowadays, especially in some areas of the world. Um, let us say North American division and the European division as well. But um, we, we learn to coexist, to accept each other's differences. How can we be just judging and labeling people as evil? It's incredible. Uh, and that idea that some people say, oh, God loves the sinner but hates sin. But many times they throw the sin water together with the sinners inside that bath water. So mm, we have to be very cautious about it as well. Let God do, the, do his part, you know. Let God be God. I think that's it. So this is the end of le <laughs> this is the end of lesson three for Sunday, October fifteenth. We went a little bit overboard. Sorry about my my comments and observations, but I think it's important. If we are being encouraged to get out of our comfort zone, we must get out of our comfort zone and talk about things that are a little bit of a taboo and nobody talks about it, but everybody knows about it. Come on. Let us be a little bit more honest with ourselves and with other people as well. Well, my friends, this is the end of Lesson 3. For more information, please, pretty please, get in touch with us on Facebook or Instagram, Believes in Asp. Tell your friends about our podcast, available on any podcast platform. Rate us with five stars so that more people may discover us. Thank you for listening, for sharing, and for praying with us and for us. Hope you have a wonderful Sunday.